Happy birthday, happy birthday. We want to welcome all our campuses, uh, and uh, my name is Miles McPherson. Happy birthday. We are celebrating 20 years of what God has done, and, and, and let's not get it twisted. We are applauding Jesus Christ. Can I get amen? Amen. And what he has done in, in and through all of our lives. Um, I was going to bed last night and saying, man, i got to say something special when I get up there. I didn't preach my sermon. And, and um, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for all of y'all who have been involved. Some of y'all have been here an hour. And some of you have been here 20 years. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't express the gratitude of all the people who came together 20 plus years ago. There were 100 of us that came together and we launched with 3,300 people at our first Sunday, 33 years ago, at Montezuma Hall, San Diego State, February 27th. And it's been a long road. It's been a hard, a lot of amazing victories and a lot of amazing battles. Uh, thank you for all who prayed and gave and supported. Thank you for all the people who doubted and criticized. They motivated us even more. Can I get amen? Uh, and, and thank you for the, what the devil did because God used what the devil did for something for good in our life. Amen. Come on. And I, I want to thank, thank my family but especially my wife because I carried all that home to her. And she uh, bore that, uh, all that burden. So thank you. There's some flowers. Someone should be giving me some flowers over there. I don't know where the flowers are. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Amen. <laughs> I try I try to get I try to get a young lady and they got a brother but thank you very much for being strong. Thank you for, you know, uh, following uh, God's call in, on my life and your life and just being faithful in all the battles we've been through and still going through and being there for me. So God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Um I, I just, I want to say something to the people who are going to watch this in 2040. Um, in 20 years, some of us won't be here. I will not be the senior pastor. Um, I hope and plan to be alive, but I may not be alive. We may never meet. Uh, but what we're going to tell you in 2040, whoever's watching this 20 years from now, uh, we are going to do everything we can to set up a ministry for you. Uh, we're going to, out of obedience to Christ and out of faith to God, uh, we are going to commit our lives, our money, our time and our energy to make sure this church is alive and well and growing. Something that you can slip into and bring all your junk and that God can transform your life and use you for the next 20 years after that, which is 40 years. And, then that, and that group would go another 20 years after that. And long after all of our grandkids are long and gone, you are, this church is still uh, sharing the gospel in San Diego and around the world. So for all of you in 2040, listen, um, we love you. We're praying for you. We know a lot of you are not born. A lot of you are not, no, you're not born right now. You have no idea how cool this shirt is right here. <laughs> I know that, it, you know, I don't know in 40 years what y'all going to be wearing, but it ain't going to be as cool as this, what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we love you, but this is for you. We're putting a stake in the ground that we're, we're, not, we're not done. This is just the beginning. This is the foundation. This ain't about, you know, we're 20 years and we're all going to go right up into the sunset. We are just getting started. We spent 20 years learning and we're going to build on everything we learn. Can I get an amen? Let's all, let's all lift our hands up. Let's lift our hands up. And we're going to lift our hands up to, to the next 20 years and all the people who are going to be born and coming to this church. Lord, we pray you watch over us. We pray you guide us. Give us the courage, God, to be faithful. The last 20 years were amazing, but we know you are only just getting started.
So we surrender ourselves and I ask everybody here as part of our church to say, I am in. I'm in for the next 20 years of my life to do what God has called me to do. That he can do his work to expand his kingdom through this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give someone next to you a big hug. Give someone next to you a big hug. Come on. Come on. We got a surprise for y'all. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all ready? We just getting started. We just getting started. I want to say all the campuses, take your pictures, post on social media, 20 years old, get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Turn to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus, the second book of the Bible, chapter 3. Should be very easy to find. Chapter 3, Exodus. Chapter 3, Exodus. About 10, 15 years ago, someone turned me on to parking in parking spaces backwards. You know, you used to just drive and just zoom in and then when you got to come out, you got to back out, look for cars, you know, what's going on. It's, it's a hassle, right? And so he said, listen, if you back in, and if you ever notice police cars, they always back in. Because if they get a call, they got to go. They don't have time. They just got to go out. I'm like, that's, that's how I want to be. I want to be like that. I want to be like, like, when I come out, I just want to go out. So you park, you, you, you know, you deal with it on the front end. And then so you back in. And then when you get in your car, you can just zoom out. So when you see someone who's parked in backwards, they are starting with the end in mind. In other words, they're parking knowing that in the end of the meeting, they're going to have to go out. So let me prepare for that now. When you think about your life, your relationships, your family, you should always plan with the end in mind. If, you, if you're doing retirement, what do, how do I want to retire? What kind of lifestyle do I want to have? Where do I want to live? How much do I want to travel when I retire? And then this much, I need to have this much money, making this much money, so work backwards. If you're going to build a house, what, what kind of house do I want to have? Then you work backwards. What do I want to do in that house? You work backwards. So I want to talk about your life. Think about your life. When you die, what do you want God to say? Do you want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or do you want the devil to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Because when you die, one of those two are going to say that. You're either going to please God or please the devil. And so I want to talk about making a difference with your life. Everyone say making a difference. We did not start this church just because I needed a job. I had jobs. I got jobs. I got stuff to do. We started a church to make a difference and put people in a position to make a difference. Not even to come listen to me talk because I was traveling around talking. That was an issue is how can we develop an army of people that are saying, I want to make a difference for God. And then put them through a process to make a difference. Now, our mission statement is save, equip, send. Everyone say save, say equip, say send. That's our mission statement. But how do you do that? So we came up with four terms. And actually a friend of mine, Chris Hodges, Pastor Chris Hodges developed this. And so all of us are stealing it from him. He gave it to us, but we're stealing it. But I'm telling you, I'm stealing it. So it's, it's legal. <laughs> Step number one is know God. Everyone say know God. Know God. Who, who's God? I got to have a relationship with him. That's number one. Step number two is find freedom. Say find freedom. I got to get rid of my junk. I got stuff on my head. I got perceptions and emotional problems, self-esteem problems, whatever, etc. So know God. Say find freedom. Then discover purpose. Say discover purpose. You won't understand your purpose real clearly until you found freedom. 
we'll talk about that in a minute. And then the last one is make a difference. Say make a difference. If you are truly going to make a difference from God, you have to understand your purpose. If you're truly going to understand your purpose, you've got to find freedom. And you, if you're truly going to find freedom, you've got to know God because it's in the relationship with God that you can find freedom. So you're going to be hearing this for, from now until then. We're going to help you put you on a path. And in your lesson plan, if you want to know about any steps in this path, it's right in your lesson plan. You text my path to 52525. You'll be seeing that throughout the sermon. So uh, number one in your notes, know God. Just write that down, know God. Moses arguably was the greatest leader in the history of the world. There were two million Jews in slavery in Egypt and God called Moses to deliver them. And Moses is going to go through these four steps. I'm just going to go over them high level today. But Moses goes to these four steps. The first one is that he had to know God and who God saw him to be. And so he's walking through the wilderness. He sees this burning bush and, and God speaks to him from the fire. And God says, my people are in slavery. I need to deliver them. I'm going to send you to get them out of Egypt to a land, the Canaanite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, the Uptite, and Adesite. You're going to deliver them from slavery. And, and Moses says, who am I? I'm nobody. And here's what God says in verse 12. God says in verse 12, so he said, I will be with you. What God told Moses, Moses, it's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. When you give your life to God, you now belong to him. He is surrounding you. Knowing God is all about your personal I am statements. It's not the fact that you're going to heaven. It's who you are. It's your personal I am statements. When you ask Christ to be your savior, you need to know without a shadow of a doubt, outside of anybody's opinion, these are facts. And these are the facts. And by the way, the reason we, one of the many reasons we call this church the rock is because Jesus is the rock upon which we stand. He doesn't move. And here are some rocks. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am called. I am fed by the word of God. I am empowered by the spirit. I am a new creature. You can go on and on and on and on and on. The reason these are important because the devil's going to tell you what you are not. Matter of fact, your whole life he's been telling you what you're not. So knowing God is not just I ask Christ to be my Savior. Knowing God is knowing who you are in Christ in that position of being saved. Because if you can stand on those facts, then when the devil comes against you, which we're going to talk about next. You can look at him and say, hold on, hold on, devil. And when the devil says, you're guilty, you say, I've been forgiven. You're not loved. No, I'm loved. You're not powerful. No, I'm anointed. Those are facts. And I can't encourage you enough to declare that over your life every day. When you get up, listen, you may have a prayer time. We say, oh, dear God, bless my day. Oh, dear God, uh, you know, I hope I get the job and I hope he goes out with me or whatever you're praying. No, that's fine. Do all that. But you need to look yourself in the mirror every day and say, I am a child of God. I am loved. I am forgiven. I am called. I am anointed. Those are the truths you have to renew your mind with. Everyone say, no, God. No. Number two is find Freedom. I don't know if I'm the only one, but have you ever asked yourself, listen, I got a nice family, I got a job, I got a church, I live in San Diego. I'm sorry a lot of y'all online aren't in San Diego, but we have the best weather in the world. <laughs> so we got it good. 
you know, I got, I, I got a church to go to. I got all these great, I'm, I'm relatively unhealthy. I have a place to live. And, 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 and everybody's, you know, some people may be sick, but, you know, God, God gets you, you know, he'll get you through. But, you know, in general, I'm blessed compared to the majority of the world. If you live in the United States of America and you're on welfare, you are in the top 85% income in the world. 85% of the world is poorer than you. Now, for all of you who are not on, not on welfare, you're probably in the top 10, 5%. You don't even know it because you're so used to it. That's how blessed you are. You don't even know how blessed you are. And amidst all that blessing, you're still not happy. Why? Because you're not totally free yet. Stuff is in your head. The devil's in your head. You're ugly. You're dumb. You're a loser. You're a failure. You're never going to be anything. You're fat. You, 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 you're not good enough. The devil's in your head. And you can pray all you want. Trust me. Listen carefully. You can pray all you want. But it's until your mind is renewed that you can receive what God tells you through prayer. You have to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so finding freedom, we, we, go, we have a program called Rock Care. In Rock Care, we have a healing ministry where they pray for your physical healing. We have freedom ministry where they talk to you and help you with emotional and mental uh, bondage and, 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 and suffering your, burdens in your head. And then um, Kingdom Life where you can learn the principles of being part of the kingdom of God. These are the things that are going to set you free to actually believe. And receive what the Bible says. Because don't answer this, unless you want to, but don't answer this. Everyone say, don't answer this. Don't answer this. But how many of y'all have read the Bible, you see all this miraculous stuff, and you see people doing miracles even in your life, in front of you, and yet you don't have it. Because maybe you're not free. So the first thing is, Lord, I want to ask Christ to be my Savior and know God. And you say, well, shouldn't I be free? Yes, you should. But you're not experiencing it. The next thing now, I gotta work that salvation out. In other words, I gotta, I gotta make it seep through every area of my life. If you want to find freedom, you want us to help you, maybe something happened when you were a kid and you just keep struggling with it. You read the Bible, then you struggle with it. You read your Bible, and you're addicted, and, you, and you're, you're depressed and discouraged. That means there's some freedom that needs to be experienced in your life. In your lesson plan, text my path to 52525 and Get information about our care rooms. In finding freedom, you need to learn to, I denounce these lies. And I declare these truths every day. I denounce your lie. Not, I'm not pointing to anybody specific. I'm, talking, I'm pointing to the mirror, okay. To the, to, the, to the devil in the mirror. I denounce that you say I'm ugly. I denounce you say I'm a failure. I denounce that you say I'm, I'm not going to make it. I denounce that you say I'm, I'm just going to be a loser all my life. I denounce that and I declare what the Bible says. Now Moses, here's what his excuses he had. Moses said, who am I? I'm nobody. Exodus 3.11. Moses said to God, after God told him he was going to send him, who am I? Everyone say, who am I? Let me tell you who you are, God's child. Let me tell you who you are, forgiven. Let me tell you who you are, anointed, called, and blessed. That's who you are. Then Moses said, who are you? I don't know who you are. And God said, I am that I am. I always was, I am now, and I always will be. Let me tell you something. If you don't know who God is, when God tells you to do something, you're going to not going to know who's sending you. When I first became a youth pastor, I just finished playing with the San Diego Chargers. I was making $9,000 a game, which is like... The staff don't make that low money. Now, <laughs> I mean, I was, it, it, it's, it, anyway, it's a whole lot more now. I just say that. 
But then it was a lot of money. I got offered a job as a youth pastor making $125 a week, $500 a month. My house was $1,500. I had two cars and three kids. You know what God said? You going to trust me? I said yes. Three years. My paycheck was never enough to pay my bills. And in those three years, I'm not complaining. Trust me, I'm so glad I went through it. Because you know what God showed me? I got you. I got you. Now, why is that important? Because fast forward 16 years, we bought this building. And, and, and we said, we, had, we, we weren't even a year old when we found this building. And God said, I want you to buy that building. And I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be tens of millions more than you could ever ask or imagine. But I'm not going to tell you that now because you'd be tripping. So, but, but, but try to buy it anyway. And then when I started seeing the bills go up to build it, you know what God said? Hey, you remember when you were making $125 a week? I go, you're that guy, huh? He said, yep. You need to know who God is. Because if you don't know who God is, the devil's going to put lies in your head. And many of you are operating and praying to a God that's this big. You're praying to a God that looks at you like this. You got the wrong God. And if that's your God, you're not going to make the difference in life that God wants you to do. Because you're not going to trust him. You have to know God loves you this much. Then Moses said, well, 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 suppose they don't listen to me. Suppose they don't say I don't know God. Or I can't talk. The Bible says, he says, Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Some people think Moses stuttered. I don't know if he did, but that's just a theory. I don't know where they get that from. But so, so sometimes when people read this, they'll say, God, God, I was slow of speech. I'm not mocking stutterers. I'm just telling you what people think about Moses. But what Moses was saying was, I don't have the talent that you need for me to do the job you're calling me to do. And God says, shut your mouth. <laughs> Moses said, exactly the point. I can't talk, so I'm going to shut my mouth. He said, Moses, if I called you to do something, I will equip you to do it. If God has called you to do something, the devil's going to tell you you're not qualified. When, I, when we bought this building, there were business people in town that said, Miles has no idea what he's doing buying that building. That building got asbestos. We took it out. It's got asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> it's got asbestos, it's, it's big, it's going to cost all this money, and he don't know what he's doing. Everyone say he don't know what he's doing. And they were right. I didn't need to know all that. So when the devil tells you you're not something, you say you're right. But God is. You know what I'm saying? So you need to, you need to understand finding freedom is getting, is understanding how to deal with that garbage in your head. Number three, number three, discover your purpose. Everyone say discover your purpose. Exodus, Exodus 4.2, the Lord said to Moses, this is in the same conversation, what's in your hand? He said a rod. And then he told him to throw it down and became a snake. Told him to pick it up, became a rod. He said, Moses, that rod that you think is a stick is your authority, your power. God has given every single one of you spiritual gifts. And it's only with those spiritual gifts that you're going to make the difference that God has called you to make. You are not going to make the difference with your personality. Now, God will use your personality, but that's a natural tool. It's not a spiritual tool. I went to a conference and realized I was an evangelist. And God said, that's one of your tools. Not the only one, but that's one of them. Use it. You need to text my path to 52525 and understand your gifts. Because it's when you, when you understand who you are, I'm forgiven, I know God, I've forgiven, I'm called, 
I'm loved. I got to deal with all this junk in my head, set me free. Now I realize God has given me this gift. It is not your good looks. It's not your loud mouth. Let me tell you something. I got a loud mouth and God gave me that loud mouth. But it's the anointing that the, that the mouth uses. That's, what the, that's the gift. And so you, when you use that gift, then you can say, I'm now going to make a difference. But until you know those gifts, and by the way, you won't believe you have the gifts if you're not free. Because when God tells you to do something, the lies that are in your head are going to bound you up and put you in prison. And therefore you won't even try. If you think you're dumb, if you think you're dumb, you will never try to do something that requires intelligence. If you think you can't speak, you will never try to do something that God tells you that requires you to speak. If the devil gets in your head, but if you find freedom. I used to preach like this with two hands on the pulpit and I would not move because I was scared. And I would see preachers out here walking around, waving their hands. I was like, man, I want to do that one day. I'm telling you no truth, and then I, no lie. And then, and then I would do this. I had to have a hand on the pulpit. I was like this, and I'm, and then I'm going I'm to go over here and do that. I, I'm, I'm not lying. Then I would maybe go to the front, and then I'm going to keep, because this, this was my umbilical cord. And I was like, don't let go, don't let go. And I'm like this, like this. And then one day I said, I said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not lying, I'm not lying. Why? You got to discover your, free, your, your, your gifts. I am called statements. I am called to preach the gospel. And then lastly, make a difference. Everyone say make a difference. When you die, and this is my encouragement to you, say goodbye to your family. I hope you have clarity to say goodbye. But what you really want to have clarity on is that God says to you, well done, good and faithful servant. It's not a matter how much money you make. That will mean absolutely nothing. Because you could strive to make a lot of money and be wrong. And what I mean by that, work yourself so hard, you sacrifice what's really important. You can build a big company. You can do all these great things helping people. And God said, I didn't tell you to do that. Do what I say. Do what I say. He says in Exodus 4, 40, 16, Moses did all that the Lord had commanded him to do. I will leave a legacy statements. We're going to flesh all this out another time. Because these questions are very important for you to answer. I'm going to ask my students to come up. One of the I will statements for me is I will leave a legacy of a youthful, multi-generational church. I have a preaching class. I have 80 students in my preaching class. About 30 of my students are teenagers. Ten of them are going to share with you their testimony. This is not an academic class. So people can just learn a skill. This is ministry. And I tell the class, every class, we're doing all this and spending all these hours preparing and going to class so you can actually do ministry. I started ministry with teenagers. I am going back to youth ministry. We want your kids. And so we want you to sign your kids up for our class. We will be telling you when the next class is. But you are getting ready to see what the future is. Because in 20 years from now, in 2040, they're going to be in their 30s. <laughs> That's it. And I told them that earlier. They were like, oh, like they're old. They... <laughs> anyway, first up is Aaron. Do your thing, brother. <laughs> hey, Hey y'all, my name is Aaron. I go to Rock Church East County. I used to just go to church for fun and games and hear stories. 
Then Jesus spoke to me and he gave me a passion. Like it says in 1 John 4, 7, we should love one another the way God loves us. Since then, God has used me to share his love and compassion to the people around me. If you want to get plugged in, you should attend life class, join a ministry, and immediately you will see God working in your life. If you want to know more about how God can change your life and how he's changed mine, I'll be right down here after service. Thank you. Hola, familia. Hola, familia. My name is Andrew Gallegos. Uh, I was lustful, deceitful, and self-centered. This led me down a dark path where all I felt was pain and anguish. Hasta me volvió mi corazón amargado. Then Jesus happened, and I felt a love, a peace, and a joy like no other. Since then, it has been my purpose to tell you that there's hope for the hopeless, that there is freedom for those in bondage, and there is love for those who are rejected, and his name is Jesus. If you want to know more, I will be right here after service. God bless you. Hello, my name is Lalea Cresa Alvarez, and I was a first-generation-born Christian. I grew up, you know, knowing about Jesus and all that, and I've always loved God, and I thought, I don't have a testimony. You know, I hear all those traumatic ones at church, and I'm like, whoa. And so um, sometimes the devil would tempt me, like, why don't you do this so you have a real testimony? But then I remember watching a preacher one day and realizing that I do have a testimony. The fact that I didn't have to go those, through those experiences to find him is a blessing in itself because I had the privilege of knowing I could rely on him. And I knew that I had authority in my life. And I went through my own struggles. Sometimes I felt like I was alone. But I knew that I was not alone because I would hear him speak to me. And I knew that no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. And now, since then, I've been able to share that with each and every one of you guys and so many other different kinds of people. So I'm really blessed by that. So if you want to know more about the authority you have in your life and you just want to come talk to me, I'll be right down here after service. Thank you. Good morning, family. My name is Adelina Ramirez. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> and um, so my family and I used to go to a smaller church in Mission Valley and just speaking for myself I didn't really feel the connection with both ministries and God and I began to put God off to the side and just followed what culture wanted me to do so we started coming to the rock and I was sort of a little bit shy and confused but then I felt the pull to join rock youth and it's all just been a blessing from there we've all been in a ministry we're all participating and involved and I felt so blessed to meet people and because of that I've been able to carry out the verse 1 Corinthians 11 1 to people which is follow me as I follow Christ because I want to be that disciple that people follow but not because of who I am but by who God called me to be so if you guys want to talk to me about anything I'll be right over here after service thank you Hi family, my name is Victoria. I grew up not really committing my life to Christ, but in middle school, my parents got divorced. My heart was broken and I was shattered, honestly. So it led me to turning to things like alcohol. And then I realized that I can't do this on my own and that I need Jesus in my life. Since then, God has transformed this broken girl into a woman of God who's helping other girls walk with Christ. Did you know that the Bible says that the Lord is near to those who are brokenhearted? That's right. If your heart is broken, the Lord is near to you. If you would like to know more about how God can transform your life and heal you, let's talk after. Thank you.
How are you doing, family? I'm Leo Cruz. I'm from San Marcos campus. I just want to say how amazing God is. Because back when I was younger, my parents divorced. And the devil used that to make me lose a sense of family and identity and purpose in my life. But in Psalms 33:11, it talks about how the Lord has never-ending or never-changing plans for each and every one of us. And one day, God just set that in my heart and let it sink in. And it made me turn my whole life to him. Since then, God has made me serve in youth ministry, grow into teaching with them, and be able to call them my family. So you want to talk more about the restoration God has been bringing in your life? Come meet me down here. God bless you all. How we do in Rock family? My name is Alvin, and I'm actually from the Rock Church East County, and my story is as simple as this. I was born into a family where my parents had actually immigrated from Africa, so we didn't always have the most money. They would have worked multiple jobs, hours on end, to make ends meet for me and my four other siblings. By God's grace, the night where we panicked if we'd have food on our dinner table never actually came. When I met Christ, it was actually at the Rock Church through my youth pastor who reminded me that the simplest things as such having food on your table and having a roof over your head is truly one of the biggest blessings God could possibly give you. First Peter 5, 7 says to cast all your anxiety unto him for he cares for you. For he cares for you, family. And it's by that verse that I'm able to wake up every day and do what I do. Because I always know that God's got my back. If you would truly like to know more about giving it all to Christ, I will be standing right here at the end of service ready to pray for you. Thank you. What's up, y'all? My name's Jade, and I want to talk to you about Jesus. Back then, I was really insecure because of manipulation and a sexual abuse that I went through in middle school. And it messed me up, and I didn't want to be in this world anymore. Uh, but man, Jesus pranced his way into my life, and he knocked some sense into me. And he told me, you matter. And he says to love your enemies, like he says in Matthew 5, 44. Since then, I've been doing just that. And you best believe I've been following him, and I've been impacting others that have been needing help. And I've been discipling young girls out there. If you want to know more about how God can impact you, I'll be after service. Thank you. My name is Moody. I got Courage Mowo, but for short, they call me Moody. Um, you know, um, back in elementary school, they actually made fun of me and called me Budia. And that really hit close to home because that's not my name. You know, God told me my name is Moody. And in Yoruba, Yoruba that translates to... Um, it translates to stand strong. And basically what that means is um, my Bible, a verse in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, stand strong and take confidence in the Lord. And my name is that verse. And God has just taught me how to do that ever since I've been leading the youth to salvation and the life of Christ. And y'all can do the same. Just talk to me right here. I'll be re ready to pray for y'all. All right, what's up, guys? My name is Tommy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so growing up, I knew Jesus well. Um, and then as I, continued, as I continued to mature in age, I also, um, I grew in doubt. And um, it just led to more confusion and fear. And uh, I continued to follow my doubt um, into studying different things like cosmology and philosophy and languages and stuff like that. Um, but in the end, uh, Jesus revealed himself to me. And just as it says in scripture, um, it says that God sets us apart and that he calls us through grace, and he reveals himself to us personally so that we can be preachers of the gospel to the world, and he did that for me. So um, if you want to know uh, how to see God for yourself, 
and how to find purpose for yourself, I will be right here after service and I would love to pray for you. Thank you. Hello family, my name is Susie Galloso. I was born and raised here in San Diego. I came from a Christian home. I grew up um, with a family with a musical background, but because of that, I thought that I was better than all my friends, AKA I was very prideful. Then Jesus brought me and my family here and showed me through Rock Kids that God, he loves all of us the same. He loves us so much. And since then I've been serving in the youth and hospitality ministries at City Heights. And um, if you would like to know more, I'll be down here. How's it going, Rock Church? My name is Abraham Almanza. And ever since I was a young kid, I always became, I was always told that I was destined to be a great man through Jesus Christ. And as I started to grow older, I became very distant from him and eventually gone. I then started to come to Rock Church where I showed many more opportunities and choices to him and I then devoted my life to him again. I'm now going to student leadership where I'm showing more people about persistence. <laughs> and John 5, 5 tells me about a man who couldn't walk for 38 years and Jesus Christ just came up to him and told him to walk and he did. Are you willing to be able to be persistent for the gifts and talents that he has for you, for the betterments and miracles that he has for your life? If you do, come talk to me after service. I'll play for you. Thank you. I'm going to hijack the service. We didn't do this at 8 o'clock, Pastor Miles. I was like, what are these people coming here Yeah, for? what are these people coming Hey, all these folks back here, these are all, these young people are all seeds that you're planting. And this is, this is your next leg of the legacy you're leaving. But we would be remiss if we were celebrating 20 years, Pastor, and we didn't talk about this seed that was planted. This is, um, I'm sure you recognize this, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, the story behind this chair is it was in this building roughly 20 years ago. On the roof. On the roof, and you found it. And you sat up there for years and cried out to the Lord for that city. And your local photographers here at The Rock took this shot. And we had it framed for you so you could hang it in your cool, office. Cool, and cool. you could be reminded cool. that when you sat in this chair and you prayed for this city, you had no idea you were going to be San Diego's pastor. Well, and you became yeah, the yeah, pastor yeah. of San Diego. Amen. Uh, all of your campus pastors, all seven of your campuses, all of your congregation, your staff, the Rock Church staff, the Rock Academy staff, your family. Uh, we, we just want to memorialize this moment of this 20-year celebration and, and really set forward what, in motion what God's going to do. And we're going to stop saying for the next 20 years because it's going to go well beyond that. And we thought a good way to do that is to have you and your bride sit in this chair once again. <laughs> There we are. We ain't yeah, as young on. as we used to be. <laughs> While oh, you can still sit right there, girl. without help. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Where's MJ at? Where's MJ? He's behind you. MJ. Hey, armor bearer, you're being summoned. Oh, yeah, and he's like, nope. 
Uh, Pastor, it's been a, a privilege. I know my bride and I, we've been with you for 15 years of the last 20, and we missed the first five. You were homeless, and the Lord gave you this home, right? Just bouncing around 30 spaces. For all you don't know, the first five years we were at San Diego State, we moved 33 times. Mm. So that's what he's talking about. And, and this is just the beginning of what God has for the two Amen. of you. Thank you. What, what I wanted to do, Pastor Travis is going to pray over the two of you. I would like us, church, family, all seven of our campuses, would you just stretch out your hand and for literally for 30 seconds, like these folks up here did, just pray out loud. He can hear all of you at the same time. Pray out loud for this ministry and our pastor and what's going to happen in the next little while. Watch church, go ahead and begin to release prayers right now out loud. Just take the next 30 seconds and do it as you feel led. Just open up your voice, open up your mouth, begin to release a prayer, a blessing over our pastor. All of our campuses right now, just do that. Lift it up to heaven, release it over our pastor as he prayed over us over 20 years ago. Let's pray over him right now. And so, Lord, we just declare all of those blessings, all those thousands of prayers across all of our locations that were just lifted to heaven on behalf of our pastor and his wife, Debbie, and their family. And we thank you for the legacy that they've already established, the 20 years of faithfulness, uh, the years of vision and wisdom that you imparted. We thank you, Lord, for all of those. And we ask for continued blessings and favor and protection as they steer the ship, the great things ahead. We can already see as evidence from these testimonies of our young people. Lord, that's the, the gifts that our pastor has, the wisdom you've given him, and he's leaving it behind. He's imparting it. He's blessing it. He's extending it and teaching it, Lord Jesus. So we just ask that you would overwhelm him with your love, that you would see him today, that he would receive from you, that he hears you. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's my guy. That's my son. That's my daughter. I chose him. Thank you, Lord. We bless him in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said. Amen. Amen. Rod Church, can we bless our pastor? I want the picture. Lord, I just pray for little MJ, little Miles. I pray you bless him, anoint him. I pray that you give him clear vision for his purpose. And that he would be a man of God in whatever direction his life you have for him. I pray he would walk it with boldness and anointing. In Jesus' name, amen.